welcome, welcome. Uh, so, uh, I know that I have uh, been absent from this podcast for the last couple of weeks, and th- th- now it's uh, my time to uh, take, I don't know, like, maybe pay Sam back a little bit. He uh, He's not able to make it this evening. So, it'll just be me, and uh, I-, I will be taking this uh, podcast solo. Um. So yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Um I yeah, uh, so uh, obviously Sam, he's the uh he's the great chart person. Uh he makes really really beautiful charts and I uh for the most part cannot do that. And so be a l- little bit of a mix of like maybe some data tables and 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 some excel charts. Uh, but the information will be the same. Um, so yeah, let, let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit. Um, so this is this this is the same data that uh, that we look at in the charts. We've got adjusted yards per attempt, uh, which gives quarterbacks credit for touchdowns and uh, uh, punishes or marks them down for interceptions. Uh, so I guess. We've we've been looking at this data all season, so no surprise to see uh, Chew up the top, uh, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes. Um, I guess one interesting thing is like, I suppose Andy Dalton is a lot higher than I would have imagined. Um, very very close to uh, the Josh Allen doesn't have nearly the same amount of uh, pass attempts. Um, and doesn't have the same rushing upside, um, but still interesting to see. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously played lights out um, over the weekend, uh, but it is still notable that his uh, for the full season, his adjusted yards per attempt has been pretty pretty average. Um, and so that I guess that that that's important to keep in mind. They kind of like temper expectations a little bit, just because. He did have the blow-up game. Uh, may- maybe uh, we shouldn't get too carried away. Um, what else are we looking at here? Mike White coming back down to reality a little bit. Um, the uh, You see the touchdown rate of just 2.3%. Uh, not very good. Um, but probably a-, a lot of that would be down to kind of small sample size stuff. Um we're looking at just 130 pass attempts here, uh, and so maybe, maybe that's some like I guess like variance sort of upside in that uh, maybe he will uh, if if let's say his true touchdown rate should be three or three and a half, maybe the the, uh, the his next uh, couple of games will be uh, more fruitful for him and. Uh, the receivers on the Jets uh, going forward. Um, we've got uh, we've got Derek Carr. Derek Carr, honestly, a little bit surprising to see the uh, four point six percent touchdown rate, which is pretty solid, um, but still been uh, pretty pretty lackluster. Um, Russell Wilson just seven yards, uh, adjusted yards per attempt. No surprise there if you've watched them. Um, 
Justin Herbert, somebody else who had a great game uh, over the weekend. Um, but for the full season, 6.8 adjusted yards per attempt. And um, I suppose some of that has been due to the injuries that the Chargers have seen. Um, but still, uh, I, I would have expected him uh, to be more up this range. Um, I guess I, I did kind of gloss over it. We've got Ryan Tannehill here at 7.9 adjusted yards per attempt. And um, that uh, that could be encouraging if uh, if Traylon Burks can get back on the field. Uh, have Like, Ryan Tannehill is a, is a competent quarterback. So that uh, that could be interesting um, that maybe he can kind of facilitate some Traylon Burks uh, monster games in, in the playoff stretch. Uh, what else are we looking at? Um, Brock Purdy, I guess you know for like he was Brock Purdy was Mister Irrelevant, right? And um, for a very late drafted rookie quarterback, six point seven just yards per attempt is not bad. And um, uh, just see see uh, the achievers comment here. Uh, yeah, I would say that uh, that solid touchdown rate definitely aided by having Devante Adams for sure. Uh, can only imagine what it would look like uh, if he was not there. And uh, was it Brock Purdy? Um, but I, I suppose, though, given how high Jimmy G's adjusted yards per attempt was, um, this is probably still like if Jimmy G is top five adjusted yards per attempt or, or like in and around there because of the weaponry and the offensive system. And maybe 6.7 is still not very good relative to that. Um, and probably not really a surprise to anybody. Um, Deshaun Watson. Um, adding a little bit on the uh, on the rushing yards. Um, in around 30 yards per game. But these are per, really, really poor numbers, actually. Uh, 5.3 adjusted yards per attempt. Just a 1.6. 1. Touchdown percent touchdown rate. Uh, obviously, he's taken some time off, and but he hasn't played in a while. But um, what you call it? Just really, really bad, and I, not somebody that I would consider uh, startable right now. And so let's uh, let's move on to the uh, to the running backs. Um, so I did, uh, I can't make all the charts that, uh, that sound made, but I did make my best attempt to make the ones that I can't, that I can make that my, uh, I, that I can make in Excel. Um, really interesting here with the, uh, the, what you call it, um, in the last, uh, since week 10 is how, how I've calculated this. Um, you've got John and Taylor. James Connor and Josh Jacobs, really the kind of like tier their own in uh, in team usage. And so, just a reminder on on this, you've got kind of like got um Sam uses this the the super secret um program. He 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 he's got some secret sauce that uh I guess uh not a, not allowed to share. I'll put it that way. Um, 
But what was I talking about? So we've got Jonathan Taylor and James Conner, Josh Jacobs. I, I, and that, that's honestly, I think that if you were to ask somebody at the start of the season, would they be the three that are count that are on the hot on the field for product uh, for I guess fantasy relevant in fantasy relevant ways at the highest percent of anybody else? I, I would not have expected James Conner and Josh Jacobs to be in that conversation. And and so just as a reminder, and uh, we've got rushing attempts. So what we, we take every play that a team ran and it's like, hey, what percentage of those plays were rush attempts for James Conner? And then what percent of those plays was he running a route? And so that way we get to see who is getting the highest um work share um on their team. Um so what else are we looking at here? Uh, one thing that is that I do think is interesting is that uh, Dalvin Cook, his um, his share is, is is quite good, but then you look at uh, so we've got also got um, expected points. What kind of like expected point workload is that? Uh, does that snap share uh, converting to? And it's about fifteen expected points for a game, and um, he, he's been under that. But 10, 10 expected rushing points and five expected receiving points. Um, so I, I do think that really kind of goes to show what a tough year it has been uh, for kind of like t- getting concentrated, high-value touch uh, workloads uh, for running backs. Or, yeah, particularly concentrated. Um Is notable that uh, Christian McCaffrey, even though his uh, his percent team share is not elite, or, or I guess not in the top tier, his expected point per game is still elite, and behind, and it's only behind Josh Jacobs, believe it or not, and uh, Austin Eckler, um, so um, that, that that's not going to be a surprise to anyone, I, I don't think. But good, uh, good to keep in mind, and we're, we're, where we have to like, how how does this data like combine? How do we look at the important, relevant stuff in in, in combination to get context? Um, what else? Uh, I do think that it's interesting that uh, Saquon is still seeing in around sixteen uh, expected points per game, um, despite. Um, not really, despite being in that kind of like, uh, I guess top tier, but not a, not, not elite, um, range of, uh, of, of kind of market share. Uh, what else, what else have we got going on here? Um, love to see that, uh, Tony Pollard, despite, uh, he's actually on the next chart, so I'll I'll, I'll move down here. So this, he's actually on the second chart, Um so he is. Let's see, he is. He's at just forty nine percent of his team's plays. He's either getting a rushing attempt or running a route, but um. When he is on the field, he's getting the ball such a high proportion of the time, and that he's still up there 
in and around them 16 expected points a game and crushing it on efficiency as well um so that, that i think that's really interesting where um even though he uh is probably now back to being a full-time player or sorry full part-time player um with zeke getting uh, in, in the mix that when he is on the field he's getting so much opportunity and he's uh you, you probably should expect some regression but he's also a good player so you you are getting efficient um use uh he, he is being efficient with his use and so definitely yeah definitely an interesting player that uh he, the kind of player where in dfs if he's going to be low owned and uh, you want to play him just because he has that volatility profile where he can go out and get your 35 points um what else are we looking at so big uh, big fall from grace for uh, raheem mostert um still still i guess in the 48 percent range but abysmal um uh it is abysmal on the expected points uh hey historical um that's uh that's that's funny maybe uh maybe i should maybe i should give a, a deep dive into how uh how i make the uh the leverage charts and uh, these actually they, they kind of do look like the leverage charts but this is uh the, the ring back usage um yeah i know uh pe- people have really in, enjoyed those in the um in what's it called the uh the hand builders up opto bros uh channel um and and it doesn't take me too long to, to update, update those on the weekend so always happy to uh to provide and so yeah so raheem mostert not really not a bad rush and root share here but it's just not translating to expected points and you can see that with jeff wilson too even though like he's supposedly lower he's on the field for a lower percentage of the time getting higher expected points but really not getting into points that you need in the business um uh end of the season where you you, you kind of do need to be pushing 15 20 points um if if you would like to win uh that's kind of what you need um yeah um before I move on, and uh, does anybody have any questions? Is there any? Is there a player that uh, anybody would like me to, to spend time talking about? Or I yeah uh, I I will move on to uh, the wide receivers. Um. What else have we got going on here? Um. Yeah, Rashad White. Uh little bit of a promotion for him and 20 20 percent of his his team's snaps are rush share for him and then he's at 32 percent and he's running a route and translating at this about 16 points expected points per game and mid not really getting there not really giving any kind of efficiency 
and minus 0 0.04 fantasy points over expected. So for me, that's that's basically that's well within the a standard deviation of zero. So I'm basically like he, he's doing what he's supposed to do, I guess, but not really lighting the, the world on fire. And but definitely encouraging to see that kind of uptick over the last couple of weeks. And what else have we got going on? Um, little, little bit, a uh, little bit surprising to see um, Nick Chubb buried so much here, where he's on, kind of like only on fantasy relevant plays, forty eight percent of the time. That was looking a lot better earlier in the season, twelve or twelve and a half expected points there thereabouts uh expect per game and then really middling in terms of the uh efficiency i think nick chubb is is somebody who can uh have a game where he's just ripping off huge runs and getting you 30 points that definitely um uh if his price starts coming down on uh on DraftKings and and if if people don't want to play him Definitely, definitely an interesting play uh, from that point of view. What else have we got? So, still four, 14 expected points for Leonard Fournette, even though uh, um, Rashad White has, has kind of just forced him to be the 1B. The, the, the Lenny Lenny's now the 1B. Um. But still, fourteen expected points. Really, really not giving you what you needed with that kind of two-tree turn best ball pick. And um, I've seen and I, I, I've seen enough of Lenny Fournette that uh, I probably will never be able to play him again. Maybe, maybe never say never, but it's a good kind of good call that uh, that's where I'm, I'm feeling right now. I suppose. Um, Will we ever get mid-season ETN back? <clears throat> um, that would be really nice, right? The the ETN that that forced uh, James Robinson out of town. They're like, oh yeah, this this is this is our guy now. Um, his his utilization is not terrible, but it's certainly not elite. And you're looking at. Eight and a half, and if I let's say if I change this back to uh, up to twelve, so you're looking, uh, yeah, so you're looking at week twelve, uh, week thirteen, and week fourteen, uh, so yes, seven point seven expected points per game, um, really poor on the efficiency. No, he, he he did have he did have the injury, and uh, so maybe he he needs to work through that through that a little bit, um, but not not looking enticing for me anyway. Um, Austin Eckler, he, he's coming back up to twenty five expected points per game over the last couple of weeks. He, obviously huge, um, if if he can keep. Like I know they've had the injury, so they've had to lean on Eckler more, but that's such a difference maker uh, this year at running back. 
Um, Melvin Gordon. What's he doing here? Got to delete that one. I can delete them from my spreadsheet. Unfortunately, I can't delete them from my best ball for Julio. Uh, anybody worth looking at here? So, Jer Jarek uh, McKinnon, he obviously had the huge week 14. Um, I'm sure that, that that's made a difference uh, for, for getting advancing teams to the playoffs and whatnot. Um, but still, I, I suppose, still a, uh, a solid expected points too, which is really nice to see because, like, obviously, players can have those huge plays and big score big touchdowns that get you the points and you, and you, and you want those and um, but you wonder how uh, sustainable they are and um, but great to uh great to see that um even over the last couple of weeks I'll, I'll change this back to back to 10 even over the last couple of weeks uh, even back going back to week 10 12 expected points per game uh, when you draft with how late he, he was drafted. that uh, that That's a good return. Uh, 8.6 expected points in the passing game. Uh, so that should help a little bit. Tyler Algier, I've got too many teams where my uh, my running backs have all been obliterated, and Tyler Algier is the is the last man standing, and uh, the six expected points per game does not uh, it doesn't feel great. Um, so I'm going to move on to the uh, the wide receivers, and. Uh, Obviously, as you guys can see, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show this evening. Uh, less, uh, just just less less time talking when uh, when it's one person uh, versus two. So I don't know if there's if there's going to be anything too surprising here. Um, Interesting that um, Christian Kirk, um, Christian Kirk, he's at a, he's just he so he's scoring points, and um, but just fifty percent on the way to targets per run, which is uh, honestly um, that 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 does seem a little bit lower. That's lower than I would have thought, and um, but. He does have he has a great root share. Um so even though it's it's strong, not elite, um and he's he's running almost every route, 95% of routes. And uh, so that that is translating to uh 15 uh, 15 fantasy points per game. What else have we got going on here? 
So I, I've got this filter. I've got this filter down to uh, the show. Anybody with eighty-five to one hundred percent of the team routes. Um. Obviously, um, the probably the one thing that was not the nicest to see here uh, was Zay Jones coming in at a 52% weighted targets per run, 91% of the route share, and uh, 12 points per game. So definitely, yeah, uh, definitely that's a nice stat line for uh, for where you were getting Zay Jones. Um, and even in the in the resurrection, he was cheap in in uh, in the best ball resurrection. Even after uh, the Jaguars had kind of shown, oh yeah, they they can put up some productive games. What else are we looking at here? Um, interesting. Gabe Davis, forty four percent weighted targets per run, really high at route share, um, but. Yeah, the uh, the target rate has not been probably not really been as high as you needed, and some of that is probably to thank uh, Stefan Diggs, who's up at like a ridiculous seventy one percent, and kind of probably just hard to uh, to earn the, the and the concentrated enough a high enough concentration of targets, um, to justify kind of like around four around three pick um with Stefan Diggs being such a like a ridiculous target getter. Um, obviously love seeing Drake London up at 66%. That uh that is really nice to see. Um that's one where yeah you know the, the points haven't really been there um but it's a uh, the underlying metrics are really strong. If there ever did become a time where the uh, the the Falcons pass attack did get going, now who who knows when that could be, if that might happen. But we do know that if it were to happen, uh, you would probably get, you would likely get a lot of points from uh, Drake London, and so definitely something. Something to some one of those kind of volatility things where, uh, hey, you know this is probably you're probably going to get kicked in the nuts more often than not. And um, but what you you probably will get games where games and and hopefully seasons throughout his career where he scores lots of points. So definitely someone to uh, click over and over. At least that's what I'm I'm going to do. And. Um, Yeah, you, you know, I guess one of the uh, one of the issues for the Falcons was that, uh, or their passing game is that they just did not trust Mariota to to sling it. Um, we all saw that clip where he threw the interception, and then um, the head coach was like, "Yeah, we're we're uh, we're not doing that anymore." Uh, so maybe maybe Ritter, um, maybe he can provide the kind of spark where they do trust. They're passing offense, and, and it does get going a little bit more. Um, that, that's what we can hope for, right? And what else have we got going on here? Uh, 69% weighted 
very uh, very fitting for Mr. Metcalf. <laughs> um, fifteen points per game. That's uh, that's really strong. Uh, and uh, let's let's move on to the uh, to the next grouping. Yeah, that, that feels about right. Um. So, no, uh, no surprise. One of the stories of the season has just been has been how huge Tyreek Hill has been for the Dolphins' passing game, and ninety percent um way to target for a run. Let's just just for context. Uh, the next highest, if you exclude. Let's uh, let's exclude the kind of like part-time receivers. The next highest is Devante Adams with seventy-seven percent. Uh like j- just an unbelievable season for him. Uh, twenty-two points per game. Uh really, really strong. And there we go. Amon Ra, obviously, kind of like a little bit of a, a disappointment uh, with the injuries and, and and the kind of like games where he was in, he was healthy enough to play, but maybe not to produce. Uh, but still, really strong game or really strong um, production uh, when he has been playing. Um, T Higgins, I, I'm I'm honestly I'm a little bit too triggered to uh, talk about T Higgins after that uh, taking off the injury report and then not played, um, so maybe maybe I should just move on. And sixty one percent for Jalen Waddle. Uh, it is interesting that uh, they have uh, these ridiculous concentration, like sixty one percent way to target for a run, ninety percent. But they're both in the uh, they're both at eighty two percent route share, so like they'll take them off the field more often than uh, other top tier uh, receivers. But then t- like fire target after target at them when they do get on. That like I think that's like an interesting yeah. Uh, it's interest interesting to see of like maybe uh, when you have these elite players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you have these elite players, maybe if you don't give them kind of like routes or like you, you don't put them on the field when uh, you're, you're not actually getting your full use, the full use out of them. Just something, something notable. Yeah. Hassan, I, I, I love Hassan. Um, definitely one of my favorite people in the fantasy community, but he's dead fucking wrong about two years. Um, I think... Uh, this is what I uh, this my story and I'm sticking to it is that uh, if you had flipped the T Higgins week 16 game with the uh, Jamar Chase week 17 game and and T Higgins was the one winning people all the money, like it the the perception would just be completely different. Uh, but I, I really I, I'm not impressed with the Bengals. 
And what else we got going on here? Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> um, 44% um, way to target per out run. I yeah I think that that's probably is a little bit disappointing um considering how highly he was drafted this year only 76% root share um yeah not uh not not what you needed not what you needed and then inter- like I was interested to see Curtis Samuel uh he does get targeted but there's such short targets that uh the way to target for a run does not like him but Hey, 12 and a half um, points per game from your last round pick. Pretty nice. Um, Jerry Judy, another guy where the kind of underlying or peripheral met- metrics are great. 60% weighted target per run is a really strong. Uh, he's clearly a target getter. Um, but 12 and a half points, even when he, per game, even when he scored, had the three touchdown game. Um, last weekend, um, been disappointing. And and another one where, um, you would strongly believe that if the, that passing game did get going, he would be, uh, it would be a big reason why it it would get going and score a lot of points. So definitely not ready to throw in the towel on Jerry Judy yet for me anyway. Um. Tyler Boyd, it, it, it's it's tough looking at a 30, 36% way to target route run for him. Um, I, I really love Tyler Boyd, the player, uh, and admire his uh, his ability as a receiver. Um, but it, it's 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 really hard to, to get a strong target share when you're playing with uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And what else we got going on here? Yeah, nothing really striking me. Uh... Oh no, Chris, what did I do? Is this uh, I I'm I'm trying to figure out did you just spell my name wrong on purpose or is this about James Conner? That's what that's that was my first thought actually. My second thought was like oh what this this sounds like uh, my mom giving out to me when I'm in trouble. Conner. Or maybe it's Conner. Um but yeah. Trying trying to trying to decipher that uh, that comment a little bit. So I'm going to filter out the 7075 because we're just looking at it. Christian Watson. Uh if you, that's it, that's a huge miss for me. Uh I did not believe in the talent coming out of college. Uh I thought, hey, this guy, it took him like what four or five years to get to get going in um uh a non-power five school. Um but clearly that uh that that did not th- those suspicions those doubts were not correct um huge 
66 weighted target for that run on just a 49% uh, root share. Obviously, that's that's going to pick up um, or, and has been picking up. Um, so could, could definitely easily be a four has been a force the last couple of weeks and will likely be a strong force in the playoffs. Uh, Alan Burks, 58%. Uh, we know the story here. He, he he's a beast. Um, we, we need him to get off the injury table back on the field, scoring points, uh, putting up. Scoring touchdowns, getting yardage, uh, that uh, please and thank you. Anybody else worth spending time on here? Mm. This uh, this thirty seven percent is honestly a little bit disappointing for Tyquan Thornton, um, kind of like well regarded prospect as a receiver. I was excited to draft him in the 18th round this year. Um, but in a Patriots wide receiver court, that is not particularly strong. Uh, would like to see a higher number than that. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, just an absolute chad. 30% route share, but when he does, it's going. they're going deep. Hmm. If uh, I'm gonna move on to tight ends, but if if uh, if anybody uh, if anybody has any questions, but or the receiver uh, you want me to talk about, I will come back to it. Another chart. Hey, I do the charts that I can. Right. We've got um, this. What we're trying to focus in is on on root share. And who is on the field running routes at a high, the highest percentage of the time? Because with the exception of your Travis Kelsey's, your Mark Andrews, your George Kittles, um, a tight end is a tight end. And a lot of the time, they're not the, they're not the same. Um, they it tight ends that they don't score a lot of fancy points, but. What you're trying to do is you're trying it once you miss out on the on the ones that are, are really wide receivers like Travis Kelsey, um, you are trying to find hey who's somebody I can get for cheap that's running a lot of routes and is also uh, has a tight end designation, um, really nice to see uh, T.J. Hawkinson up here, um, I've also got I've also got the data here. Where twenty percent targets per out run, and then seven point three a dot. Um, he is now a Viking, though. So I'm gonna put in a little little min. Uh, manual adjustment here. Full commit eighty seven percent. Uh, eighty seven percent routes. 15% target per run and then a 9 A dot. Like that is a far cry from area in the year. Like I know that uh you're always gonna have uh a shortage of pass attempts for the Bears uh for the foreseeable future, but that is a that's a really nice uh share of the pie for a tight end. 
and can definitely see how he's had those kind of spike games, those spike weeks, as as some people like to call them. Um, 80% routes there for Greg Dulcich, 17% targets per out run, 12.7 ADOT. Uh, another player where, like, great peripherals and can definitely, I could definitely see him having a, a, a type of game that uh, that helps people a lot in the uh, in the playoffs. Um, what else have we got going on here? Um, I've talked about this in re- in previously. Trey McBride, um, over here had high hopes for him, um, in the off season. But uh, despite now getting on the field for seventy percent of the uh, the routes, um, have I got this set to week ten as well? Just, yeah, I do. Seventy percent of routes, um, just a nine percent target share, five a dot, um, really, really disappointing, really disappointing. Uh, somebody who uh, who has not been disappointing is uh, David Njoku. Obviously, working back from uh, midseason injury, but point like he's he's running around seventy percent. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, and then a, a pretty ridiculous to be honest, twenty one percent targets per out run, and solid eight out of eight or seven point nine. Um, somebody that uh, well worth uh, playing in uh, in in DFS after uh, well, I guess ownership and um. Ownership and price uh, contingent, but not so. I don't think there's anybody to, to sniff your nose at. Um, a little bit disappointing that uh, Robert Cunyon, Bobby Cunyon, never he never got up to uh, the route share that we were hoping for. St- stuck down to sixty three percent, and kind of hoped that with his uh, recovery, ongoing recovery from the ACL injury, that he would become more of a full-time player as the season wore on. And uh, obviously a big part of the team when he is on the field with 19% um, a target per out run. Um, but never really got, not really, still not getting the right share that we're looking for. Um, Gerald Everett. Yeah, I I, I definitely yeah, was not uh, looking for him to be 53, 53% of the Reds. That uh, that's pretty low with how uh, how excited I was for Jared Everett at the start of the year. Mike Asiki, fifty percent, thirteen percent target per run, ten point two a dot. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not great. No fans. Another guy where um, the route share is not great, and um, but the targets per run. Is really strong. Let me. I'm curious now. Um, so yeah, all of these uh, the uh, the Seattle tight ends, they get solid 18% target per run, 16% target per run, get a uh, solid work when uh, when they got on the field, and. Um, I think that's like interesting from like a, a contingent um uh upside sort of deal. Uh 
Where so I know Will Disley, he's been working through a uh, calf injury, and he did play last week. But if if one of them were to go down, uh, maybe perhaps then then the routes routes would consolidate around one of them. And with how much of a part of the offense the tight end is now in Seattle, that uh, that could be a really interesting play, and uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um. So I know that uh, if Sam were here, he would be pushing to to do an expanded um, backup tight end segment, but he's not here, and so I don't have to do that, and uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, um, just seeing Achiever's comment that the Tunyon efficiency, where he had like, what, like 12 touchdowns or something like that? Um I, I think the the data that we're looking at does suggest that he's a good player, but yeah, you, he, he was he probably finishes like a top five tight end that that year, nowhere close this year, um. But yeah, I I think I think that's going to uh, to finish it up for me. Um, if anybody has any questions, uh, shout now or or message me in Discord. Uh, more than happy. Uh. To, to, to answer whatever I know whatever I can help with and, and uh, thanks for tuning in today guys 